Hello and welcome to the Forbes India cover story podcast series in association with the indicas.com. My name is Abhishek and it's December 2012 which means it's a time to look back at the year and even take a shot at what the next year will look like. Joining me for the third time in a row in 3 years is the team of deputy editor Shishir Prasad and Peter Griffin who is the editor special features and social media. Hi Peter, Shishir. Hi. Hi there, Shishir. Good to talk to you again. Thank you. And would it be safe to say that you are you know two of the most sought after couple if i may use the word at forbes as the year draws to a close i wouldn't use that word at all i wouldn't use that word I at all number one i would use that word only very advisedly <laughs> <laughs> but come on i remember cuckoo also telling us a few days back when we recorded the forbes india fila podcast that they turn to you peter when forbes wants to put out something which is punchy or in fewer words they turn to you and i think the end of the year special is filled with many things and we will come to you peter but before that shishir how was it like to put together an issue now that you have a template because you've done it quite successfully two years in a row so how was it this time around a little more chaotic than the last time we've had a lot of stuff happening through the year and because of which i think we sort of got started working on this a little later than last year but thankfully everything has fallen in place peter Absolutely uh, we've had a completely hectic say 3 months or so with the leadership awards we had our philanthropy awards and we did get started on this properly only very late we had an idea of what we wanted to do pretty much about a month or so in advance we knew we'd doing we'd be doing the questions on the list as you mentioned we we've, we've done it a few years in a row right now we decided to keep some lists which were popular before and add on as many new ones as we could just want to add a very quick thing here this is perhaps the one issue which is different from all other forbes issues in sense it's not about just about business but it's also a democratically designed issue i mean that we put up all the lists and people vote for them so we use a google method to do this people say that okay we want that list and we don't want that list of course there is some editorial decision involved and so a good number of lists got voted out this year talking about lists uh, peter did fancy designations in corporate world make it this time because i remember <laughs> she had or maybe all of us had pulled your leg last time about having a title which says editor special feature and social media which is quite an oddity in in journalism <laughs> yeah do no, i assure you that my designation had nothing to do with the fact that we don't have that list this year <laughs> right but, <laughs> uh, you know Sushil is going to I believe going to get a new designation this year something to do with what editor of uh, what what was it Sushil the new designation for you was it writer at large or something <laughs> no i don't know this is a surprise <laughs> <laughs> yeah Sushil is going to be uh, you know sort of a, a chief music critic and gormandizer or something like that <laughs> so he does sneak in beatles and rolling stones in his yeah. in his articles we've spoken about that before but but moving into a little more serious topic shishir and peter you guys mentioned about some of the important questions that forbes asks even in this issue just like it did a year back one of them to begin with is politics and the question of course is that bjp which hasn't really been a strong opposition to the ruling party how will it shape up in the next year in fact it's already up i must tell our readers that because it's such a topical thing because of the gujarat results that came in today people can read it and it's available there i think it came out rather well you are quite optimistic the last paragraph says that it's not all done for for See, you remember this is the view of mr sapan dasgupta who is the person who has done that thing for us he feels that way so we choose an expert and we sort of ask him to give his view on that 
question. So according to him, whatever he says, that analysis can be attributed to him. But going by this result, there might be some win in the sales left for the BJP. Right. And in technology, you also have an essay on the unique identification program that is under Mr. Nandan Nilekani. And you guys had run a cover story about a year and a half back about how massive an exercise that is. How do you think will 2013 pan out for the biggest IT project ever undertaken? I think we've spoken to Professor Edgar Whitley. He says that, look, people's expectations on the project should be realistic. He foresees quite a few challenges for the complete rollout. And so therefore, it will be a significant year for sure. But uh, I don't think it's going to be rolled out all across. I don't think that is going to happen. Uh, the other, I think, very interesting question on new technology is, we've spoken to Kurt Ashenwald and he spoke about whether Microsoft can recover its satellites in some way. Right. Windows 8 is not yet out in India, but it's doing reasonably well in the US, mostly because Vista was a total flop and Windows 7 was built from scratch and 8 is an improvisation on 7. With Surface, they are also competing against the iPad. Knowing you, you cover technology, Shishir. How do you think 2013 will pan out for Microsoft in countries like India too? I think what this article tells and which I agree with in some measure is that this is a game like this where, you know, it's all moving to the cloud and moving to devices like smartphones and, and tablets is a very different world from the world in which Microsoft had its initial moorings. And they are going to have to really work very hard. I don't think they have the answers as yet. And moving to a slightly more lighter topic, Peter, there is an essay on movies, and you have an entire article on Salman Khan, whether or not he will break the 100 crore barrier. And if, if I may say this, if I may venture out a guess, that if, if there are two sets set A being the Forbes India readers and set B Salman Khan fans, then A intersection B would be probably a null set. I I disagree that that's going to be a, a null set. Salman Khan has this ability to appeal across demographics, I think. I mean, there are people who will worship the man for the characters that he portrays and idolize him. In fact, using the language of set theory, it probably would be that if set A is Forbes reader and set B is Salman Khan fans, then I can't describe the notation, but I think set B will contain set A. Ah, a subset, <laughs> you mean. A it, would be, it would be a concentric circle because, right. you know, you don't get 300 crore revenues unless almost large percentage of population sees it. I, and, I, and I agree with Peter that he's entertaining and people love him, which is what this question actually, or the answer, which we've spoken to Taran Adarsh on this, and he spells it out very clearly. One of the few stars who has worked out his brand promise to use a business speak again very, very clearly. And so you know exactly what you're going to get when you put down one for 40 bucks or 300 bucks or 400 bucks on the table. Absolutely. And I think Dabang 2 is being is, is to be released shortly. Peter, last year we spoke a little bit about movies to watch out for. You, you spoke about Midnight's Children, which is again around the corner. And Life of Pi, if I, if I remember correctly, and it's, it's already out and doing well. What are some of the movies to watch out for in 2013? For our movies, we went outside. The expert that we used is a lady called Minakshi Shede, who's a film critic, curates film festivals around the world. Minakshi named a few movies for us. One was a movie called Peddlers. This was with the Indian movies, directed by Vasan Bala. Another one called David by Bajoy Nambiar. It's a take on gangster comedy. Another movie called Dabba by... Ritesh Bhatwa, which is an Ifan Khan movie. Those sound interesting to me. There is, coming in from abroad, a take on Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. It's in Spanish, so, you know, forgive me if I screw up the pronunciation. Blanca Nieves, which is about where Snow White is a matador, 
and the Dwarves of Matadors 2 and goes on from there. There's Amour by Michael Haneke. There's a movie called Your Beauty is Worth Nothing. In that's the English. I'm not even going to try the German pronunciation of that. So interesting set of movies coming up, the usual mix. Minakshi has been pretty successful from her last year's list, if you take a look at and counting you know, the movies that did make an impact this year, as you mentioned, for Midnight Children and so on. On the same vein, some of the books that you think would be worthy enough for our readers' attention, time to spend in 2013. Oh yeah, there was a massive long list. In fact, I'm going to probably do a longer version of the list for my blog. I asked publishers to tell me what their big releases were next year. And just between the major publishers alone, I got over 100 books, from which I whittled down first to shortlist of around uh, 40 or 50. Mm-hmm. then sat down with Charles and IG, asked them for opinions, and Shimona Mukherjee, who is our consulting editor, asked everyone for their top picks. Came down with a list of about 17, which then, at the, you know, for space reasons, we cut it down to 13 in the end. There's a book that's called The Great Tamasha, which is about the rise of the IPL, and looking at the way that India has changed through the phenomenon of the IPL. This is by James Astill. By James Astill, yes. It's called The Great Marsha, and it's by a new publishing house, at least a new publishing house in India, Bloomsbury. Bloomsbury launched this year, so this is one of their first few titles. Then there's this great book by a journalist called Rahul Pandita. The book is called Our Moon Has Blood Clots. Rahul has written about Maoist insurrection and all that, and this is something about his own community, the Kashmiri Pandits. So I'm looking forward to that book. There's Wendy Doniger's book on Hinduism. Wendy Doniger is one of the world's foremost authorities, you know, scholarly voices on Hinduism. There is something that I think most of our readers would love to read, someone who is featured in another one of our lists, actually, a gentleman called Rajat Gupta. And it's called Fallen Angel, The Rise and Fall of uh, Rajat Gupta. It's by a very well-respected journalist called Santipan Dev. We have a book by Kushwan Singh, Looking Back on His Life. There's a book that Charles and I looked at the title and fell in love with. It said, The Heretics, Adventures with the Enemies of Science. You know, and it's got a chapter on Baba Ramdev. A couple of interesting anthologies, again, which I would look forward to reading on uh, Dharavi. Who is It's an anthology that's been put together by HarperCollins, and you've got pieces in it by Jerry Pinto, Sonia Falero, Hussein Zaidi, oh. Annie Zaidi, okay, okay. a number of others, looking at various aspects of Dharavi from, you know, its origins, its economy. As you know, Dharavi is sort of sitting there waiting now to be redeveloped and there's a huge number of plans going back and forth on which plan will work out. And that's going to be enormous, I think, eventually. And it'll be interesting to read this book. So that's one of the other books I'm looking forward to, you know, in the 13 that finally made the list. And talking about books, for word lovers, have you, have you done some wordsmithing this time? I remember it was Refugiate by Sarah Palin in the first year, which you had put in. The Love Pentagon made it in. Uh, you, <laughs> you must have heard about <laughs> the little uh, you know, nice. uh, affair in, I use the word advisedly again, the little <laughs> affair in the Pentagon and uh, the head of the CIA. Yes. Then there was Omni Shambles was one of the others that I remember from that time. A few others don't want to give that list away. It's more fun to read. Absolutely, I understand. Shishir, let's have you in here to talk a little bit about the front of the book where things like hot startups to watch out for in 2013 and what else do you have in front of the book? I think my favorite ones, the ones which I think have turned out pretty nicely, of course, Hot Startups is always something which people want to read. Seven Hottest Emerging Markets in Live and Work, that's mm-hmm. very interesting. People would definitely like reading about seven commentators who could help you know your world. So these are new guys. You could either follow them on Twitter or you could subscribe to their blog feed. 
five game-changing ideas from academics in 2012. If, if you just want a quick gleaning from the cutting-edge research that is happening in the world of academia, that's a nice one. Well, lighter part, I think 11 things people probably wish they hadn't said in 2012 will always make for interesting reading. So those are the ones which I would recommend straight away, though the entire thing is worth reading. So and there's one more list that Shishir has done there, you know, on theories that you need to know to survive the modern age. Uh, let's say 50 to 100 years ago, if you knew about, say, you know, evolution, you would have, you know, enough stuff to talk about in cocktail conversations. What Shishir has done now is looked at the modern age and said, okay, there's a whole lot of theories that are passe. I mean, we all take them for granted. Now, here are seven theories that you now need to sound cool to be able to have some idea of your world. That's a very interesting list. There. How do you come up with questions like these? Like we said, it's all crowdsourced. It is all crowdsourced. It's all crowdsourced. The entire folks have put in the selection. We had people voting yeah. as well as we had people making suggestions. One more thing I want our readers to definitely take note of, which is IG's letter, in which he advises all our readers and everyone to go slow, enjoy themselves. This is something that we're going yeah. to be bringing up to him right through the year, every time he gives us deadlines. <laughs> so we want to make sure all our readers read this. Yes, and that's probably one reason why it's going to be on the stands for three weeks. There is one more thing, which is that this issue well, it's a much larger issue, as uh, you noted. It's about a, the size, almost a double issue. And we're not charging double the price, but we are charging a little bit more than we normally do on the stands for this one. The reader will contribute to our Christmas cheer as well by paying a slightly <laughs> higher price on this issue. <laughs> right. On that happy note, uh, Merry Christmas to both of you, to all our listeners, and a very, very happy new year. Merry all Christmas the best to you, Vishay, uh, and to our readers. Thank you. And listeners, you can get this podcast on ForbesIndia.com as well as on iTunes, where, thank you for all the love, we've been flashed on the front page of iTunes, which is great. So please go subscribe, it's for free. And to have somebody call you from Forbes, just message Forbes to 51818 for a subscription.